Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friends? Chrissy Crash here. Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I am here with Original Sin, head coach at Crash Course, and badass roller derby skater. Congratulations, my friend. I hear your team just absolutely crushed it at Clover Cup this weekend. Oh, we did. Thank you so much. It was such an amazing experience and an honor to play all of those teams. <laughs> So cool. So cool. And I thought that I think it's so perfect that we're talking about today this topic of like how to develop skaters because I feel like, especially with this team, I mean, you guys have come up so fast. And I guess I say so fast because it feels fast, but I think like any any individual or team that looks like they have this crazy growth and momentum, there was a lot of time and effort and energy and and work put into developing into what you guys are that's making it look so fast. So I'm excited that we're talking about developing skaters because like I feel Yay. like it's what you guys have been doing in the background for like as long as I've known you. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a labor of love from every single person involved in this league and in our travel teams, everything. Yeah, it, it definitely has been a journey and we've certainly had our own stumbling points too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that we all do along the way. Right. I think, you know, especially with roller derby being one of those bases where, you know, people get stepped into these leadership roles as coaches or trainers. And, and we weren't necessarily like born and bred into that. Like we don't necessarily know how to be leaders. And so I think that, you know, our leaders are learning along the way as well, which is kind of part of where we wanted to create this podcast, because I think that there's, there's a lot that our, you know, leadership in all these teams can be learning along the way as they're growing in their own leadership skills as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. One, one cute story for Red Stick specific is I first became their captain in 2018 when I transferred into this league. And it, it wasn't necessarily a bold step on my part. It was a, a hole that needed to be filled. And I volunteered, mm -hmm. which I think is different from other sports. We're not trained to ascend into a leadership position necessarily we show up and volunteer because it's something that needs to be done mm -hmm. and I was so nervous because I didn't even know everyone's names and <laughs> I had never been captain of a team 
<laughs> but there I was learning and making mistakes and having to grow while also acclimating to a new league and learning their style and becoming a better athlete myself. I think that's really a good point. I feel like rarely is there a point where everyone's like, well, we've got this opening, everyone apply and like 15 people apply and people are like competing and campaigning. I feel like it's like, all right, everyone draws straws. Whoever gets the short straw is going to be the captain. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about this, about, like, developing skaters. This is kind of, like, I think, at least sort of what I feel like is sort of our things that I wish that I would have known, you know, when I came on as, like, a, a trainer myself like these are the things that I wish that I would have known because it, it is easy when you have frameworks to give your athletes for a direction it makes being a leader a lot easier yes for sure yeah. for sure awesome do you want to go first do you want me to go first yeah a lot a lot of my experience in being a captain yes we're learning how to develop our players physically but a lot of it has had to do with learning how to develop yourself and your players mentally mm -hmm. Because these are human beings that are coming from all walks of life, and they are bringing their lives into your practice space. They're bringing their lives into the bench. They're bringing their lives into games and tournaments. And a leader isn't just teaching hockey stops and strategy. A leader is learning their players and learning how to relate to their players and get them to want to grow. So mm -hmm. one of my biggest lessons that I've learned as a leader in developing skaters is learning how to meet the skater where they are instead of where you think they should be. It doesn't mm. matter how long they've been playing. It doesn't matter how much or how little experience they have. They're going to be at a point and they can only ever be there. Yeah. And you have to know that point in order to get them anywhere else. Yeah. And I think a key piece of that too, is you have to know what the skater wants. Mm -hmm. Cause like you might see someone that has not a ton of experience or whatever, but they really want to make the A team. It's like, then you know how to work with that skater or you have someone who's maybe really, really talented, but they just kind of like this as a side hobby and they're not trying to be the best, you know, on the best team in the world. But if you're, if you're driving a, a skater who, you know, maybe is just happy having fun doing what they're doing and you're trying to push them too hard, you suck all the fun out of it for them because you're asking them to do what you want them to do instead of the other way around. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. My first one was individualized training plans. And I say that not from a standpoint that every coach needs to sit down and map out the here to there for each individual skater. But I think one of the biggest things that I hear from a lot of athletes, especially newer skaters coming in, is they feel like they aren't getting any kind of individual direction. And, you know, when you're new, someone telling you even the smallest thing like the littlest breadcrumbs can be like nourishment for for an, a new skater and so being willing to just provide something as individual as like hey here's something that I saw you do really well at practice today and hey here's something that I think in the next couple of weeks if you can work on this this is going to make you a better skater and it doesn't have to be big and complicated like when I transferred from LA Derby Dolls to Angel City you know, I went from being a very individual skater to being a very, having to become a very team skater. And my coach at the time, she basically said, look, Crash, I don't want you hitting anyone. I don't want you doing anything. Your only job is to stay in the wall. She goes, until I tell you otherwise, all I want you to do is stay in the wall. 
And like that, it was so helpful for me because she gave me one thing to work on. And that's all I did. I stayed in the wall, stayed in the wall, stayed in the wall. Like, go, go, I'm in the wall. Stay in the wall, I'm in the wall. And like, it, it allowed me to hone in on like that one skill, right? Like she didn't need to teach me a thousand things. But if we can give each of those individual skaters just one or two little things to work on, it makes even the biggest practice and the most crowded practice a lot more personal for each for each athlete. Yes, yes. That's so similar to one of my other points, which is building challenging yet accessible practices. Yeah. Not to sound biased or anything, but Red Stick has such a phenomenal, we call it Derby 101, just a phenomenal beginner program where we bring pre people in and our head of training has developed uh, just a completely like broken down manual of skills that are in a way that is challenging yet accessible to anyone that comes into our warehouse and everyone on our training committee, since we're talking about leaders developing skaters, we go, we have these meetings and we go off the same plan. And so when you have multiple leaders training newer skaters and then, and then our, our moderate skaters and then our advanced skaters, we're going off the same plan and we're able to offer our own perspectives on certain skills. So those little nuggets that we're able to give someone, maybe you and I are helping someone train plow stops and you are able to say it in one way and I'm able to say it in another way. And we're able to provide two different perspectives to one skater that allows them to hone in on what they need that clicks for them. Yep. And that's such an important point, too, because I think a lot of leagues, it's like, okay, we have six people on the training team. You've got the first and third Monday. You've got the second and fourth Thursday. But nothing's really connected. Mm -hmm. And I think something like having some sort of a basic fundamental training plan, I think even on like the WFTDA website, they even have like a fundamentals of like, this is the things that you mm -hmm. should be bringing your skaters through. Because if you are just sort of haphazardly throwing everyone through anything, like the growth is is a lot slower. And this kind of leads me into my second point also. How to, we're so good at this. We're so good at this. Which was which which is building drills from skills and really having an intentional way that you're first teaching an athlete how to physically move their body to do the thing so that it can build the muscle memory so that when you go into teaching them plays and strategies, their body already knows how to do the movement. I actually, if you guys scroll back, there is a podcast on this where I tell you, teach you specifically like how to build practices to build from skill to drill. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of times people will come in like, we're going to work on this great strategy. And they don't take into account like the footwork or the certain moves that have to happen, happen to execute the strategy. And so everyone is just sort of like messily trying to do this thing that maybe they saw on Clover Cup last week or whatever. Um, whereas if you can really break down like what the physical body has to do first and then teach that, that then allows the strategy piece to be so much easier. For sure. For sure. Again, our, our league does that taking those complex concepts and breaking them down into the building blocks that go into the concepts, mm -hmm. the concepts being complex maneuvers, strategies, whatever you are doing with your league, having each of your practice days connect to each other. 
right? So our A team has the, has a unique practice day where we practice. Our, our B team has a unique practice day where we practice. And then we also have league practice days where everyone is coming together. We're all under a weekly banner of a theme that we build nice. our practice plans to. So everything connects. If you're struggling with a complex concept at an A team practice, you could go to a league practice and work on the mechanics going into that concept. So nice. we're able to connect it all back, breaking everything down so that we can build it back up. Awesome. God, it's so good. There's it, it, And again, like, I think that's why having podcasts like this are so important because they're not every league has someone who has the experience or has had all the trials and errors of this stuff to even think far enough ahead of like, oh my gosh, yeah, we should like just have a theme for the week, you know? So hopefully you guys are taking this stuff away and writing it down and using it with your league. It's so freaking good. Take it from these up and covers. Holy shit. Like I'm just, I can't even, like, I'm just so excited for you guys. Seriously. It's incredible. Thank you. So incredible. Red stick is a magical place. I, I oh. felt it the moment I transferred, there's something about this league that is indescribable. And yeah. maybe it's because we all drank the Kool-Aid, <laughs> but we're all here. And it kind of leads me to my other, my other point for developing skaters is getting people to buy in, getting people to buy into growth and, and leave behind sort of this mindset that they are where they are and they can never be anything else. And Red Stick has shown a huge talent. It's not its not just me. I'm just part of the machine. Right. But to be able to approach players where they are, not where you think they should be, and get them mm -hmm. excited about growing from where they are, it's yeah. that difference from the fixed mindset to the growth mindset, which was my other point. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and then the third piece of it that I had was really, like, cross-training. Because, again, I think as we're developing athletes – teaching athletes that there's more than just practice if they want to get better. And again, like you said, meeting athletes where they're at. If someone's just coming to practice because they love roller skating around and having fun with their friends and this is their place to get their exercise, like that's perfect for that person. You know, you don't need to be like, well, you need to cross train, you need to do this and well, like, like meet them where they're at. But if you have someone that's like, I want to learn. I want to be developed. I want to become a better skater, you know, or if you have a, a newbie that maybe is, you know, like, oh, I just do this for fun, but I'm really frustrated. I can't get my knee tapped. It's like, okay, we got to talk about, like, if you have these goals, we have to talk about cross training because I really believe if you want to be an excellent skater on the track, you will get that faster by training and conditioning your body off the track. So my third piece of developing athletes was really establishing the importance of cross training and empowering athletes to do that on their own, not just weightlifting, but also yoga, foam rolling, stretching, like really helping athletes understand like lifting heavy things or, you know, doing body weight squats or whatever. Like that's just part of it. Like you also have to learn how to take care of your body. That also falls inside of the cross training piece. Yes. Treating our bodies like athletic bodies, because that is what we are. And roller derby is also a unique sport in that when we come into this environment, we come in from everywhere, yeah. adults and, and children now in the juniors leagues, aging up into adult leagues. But we don't have a lot of our leagues do not have the resources that other sport teams have. We don't have mm -hmm. on-call medics. We don't have on-call sports massage therapists. We don't have professionals with us telling us how to take care of our bodies unless we ourselves 
have become those professionals like you and yep. me. But for a lot of these leagues, we are learning how to be athletes and learning how to take care of our athletic bodies. And at the same mm-hmm. time, we are learning how to train athletes and, and, and create this, this am- amazing group of people that can all do something together and not break while we're doing it. Yeah. It's so much of it, right? So much of it's fail forward. I mean, I, I started playing roller derby in 2006 and I think I joined LA Derby Dolls and started playing bank track in like 2008, maybe. And it wasn't maybe just like a year later before I really started diving into like personal training and all this stuff. So like, even as I was learning it for myself as an athlete, like I was also at the same time, like then taking what I was learning and like teaching it to others. And, and I think for a lot of of coaches and, and leaders, they're not that much further ahead than the people that they're, they're training. And I think what we're trying to say is like, that's okay. Like it's okay to be a leader who is also learning. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to create series like this is just to like help you guys just stay one step ahead. It's all you got to do. <laughs> awesome. So hopefully this stuff is helpful for you guys. You know, on my side, the biggest pieces were, you know, individual training plans, again, giving your athletes some little things that they can start to work on, emphasizing the cross training, and then teaching them the skills leading up to drills. And then for sin, it was... It was building challenging and accessible practice plans, taking those concepts, breaking them down to build them back up, learning how to meet your players where they are instead of where you expect them to be, and then figuring out how to connect them, connect with them in that place and get them to open themselves up to growth, including the mistakes that come with it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I love the growth mindset stuff. So I'm actually writing a book right now on roller derby and imposter syndrome. And I'm very excited for it to come out. But I just think it's such an important topic, right? Because so many athletes come in and they they don't see how much better they're getting because they don't feel like anyone sees them or you know, they they don't have that growth mindset and they just want to like have it right now. And I think that, that, yeah, just taking these concepts and training these people how to become the athletes that they want to be is so important. So oh, yeah. again, congratulations on this weekend. So freaking exciting for you guys. Did you know Thank that you. Breadstick was the first place I ever traveled to teach, to coach? Yeah, I, heard, I heard about that before my yeah. time, before I was Once there. upon <laughs> a time, well, I think, were we playing? No, we weren't playing bank track at the time. They were bank track for a minute though, weren't they? No, I don't think so. No, no but they, they came to the first, that's what it was. They came to the first battle on the bank in Austin and just got slaughtered. I mean, we're just like baby, baby deer to the point where like I would hit someone. And then as I was hitting them out of the way, I would also wrap my arm around them and pick them back up and put them on their skates so they didn't fall down. Like it was. Yeah. The running joke is how short Red Stick is overall. We are. Oh my God. (laughs) We're a little army of fleas. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck fleas, man. Fuck fleas. They will ruin your day. Fuck fleas. (laughs) Anyways, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please save it. Go ahead and hit that star button and rate it however many stars you feel like you need. Comment in the chat box if they're in the chat box, but please leave a comment on this podcast. If there's a topic that you want us to cover, or there's a topic inside of a podcast that maybe you want us to dive deeper into, or someone that you even want us to interview on the podcast, 
you can go ahead and just leave that in the comments of the podcast because we check those all the time. And if you know someone who is a up and coming leader in your league that could use this, or maybe you want to send this to everyone in your league because you want to make sure that your practices and your skaters are being developed so that you can be on the rise into roller derby glory, then please share this podcast because life is a contact sport and she who touches the most lives wins. So we will catch you guys on the flip side. See you later.